G'day there and welcome to the rewrap for Tuesday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking breakfast on Newstalk ZB in a sillier package. I am Glenn ZB. And this morning uh, it's uh, back to school in the UK shortly, not quite yet. Uh, but um, yeah, other places, yes, other places not. It's very confusing. Um, is it alright to swap vaccine for prisoners? Uh, some more EV myths busted and oh, to get back to school uh, let's get back to the movies but before any of that uh, Auckland back to normal well normal-ish, level one why weren't we there all the time? Seven cases, there it was, that was your room that was your lockdown, thanks for coming seven cases, country's biggest city yet again, locked down parts of New Zealand so far away from the seven cases being in level two seemed absurd events like the National Rowing Champs stalled as they stared out at the water, wondering what level of inconvenience could be imposed upon them if this thing didn't get sorted. As we predicted, it's Americold all over again, the source unknown, we'll never know. Hundreds of millions in lost business and productivity. One hotel last week, three events canned, half a million dollars down the drain. As Level 1 is reinstated for Auckland, is it not time for some proper planning? Is is now the well-touted idea of MIQ facilities outside of Auckland not actually worth acting on, eh? How many more times is this nonsense going to be tolerated? A government driven by fear is never going to make anything other than a decision based on a conservative bent. Simple as that. Uh, this event's lessons are the same lessons as America. The border leaks. Testing needs to be more intense. They need to do better. But will they? And in that is the predicament we face. The government doesn't appear to want to do better. This, as far as I can work out, is the price they think we should pay to be so-called COVID-free, which, of course, is the irony. We aren't. Locking down is part of the deal. Doing it over and over and over is just an inconvenience, not something that needs improving or avoiding. The idea that we can be better or we can do things differently is not part of how they think. All the ideas from the experts, one of the key ones being you don't MIQ in the biggest city, seems to be an argument going nowhere. There is little of any doubt now in my mind given what we've been through, uh, and we've been through it too many times, this is a control exercise. They've worked out too many of us live in fear. Fear brings support. Those one o'clock sessions, even for the slavishly enthusiastic Labour Party supporter, surely now can be seen for what they really are, a platform for politicking. Telling you the level and time frame of the level is a two or three sentence exercise, not a half hour of propaganda. They have seized very successfully on the idea that locking us down is annoying, yes, but that annoyance is forgotten once they start teasing the chance of freedom. The cleverness of the trick is that half of the people falling for it don't even realise they're being manipulated. It's a hard truth to stomach this one. A government not up to much, a system not looking to be improved, a growing level of frustration among those awake enough to know they're being played, enjoy level one, history shows, it doesn't last. Imagine, uh, if, do you think there'll ever be a time we'll have level none? I don't hear anybody talking about level none anymore. Oh, it used to be level none. We didn't even know it. We didn't know that we were living in level none. Oh, well. Um, it's a whole new world. Um, it's a world in which uh, you can use vaccine as a bargaining chip, disturbingly. Attitude is everything, ongoing theme on this programme. So the British unions are telling you, of course, the British unions telling you they don't want to be back at school. Uh, March is the date. It, they're going back to school. Come hell or high water, Boris is getting on with this and he's proving very popular politically because of it. But the unions don't want to bar of it. Yet in America, attitude completely different. The American Federation of Teachers over the weekend, majority of teachers, 
who are currently back in the classroom, they're comfortable with the experience. They did the test over Feb 4 to 6. 61% of teachers, people who are working in schools, uh, were perfectly comfortable being there. Only 35% said they weren't. So you can do it if you want to. You see, does that take into account people like me? Uh, I was never comfortable being at school, and we didn't have a pandemic. Oh, it was the most uncomfortable place I've ever been. Just lived in, in, in a constant state of uh, discomfort and dreaming of the day I wouldn't have to be there anymore. Not all pandemic related, you know. Although, it turns out even prisoner swaps are now. Israel leading the world in vaccine, of course, but the interesting thing is they're now trading it for prisoners. Can you believe that? I suppose you can believe it, really. Um, Prisoner swap with Syria. Suddenly a uh, batch of vaccines arrives in the Gaza Strip, just like that. He paid $1.2 They bought the Russian vaccine. So Syria said, tell you what we'll do, we've got a couple of your prisoners. If you can find your way to finding a little bit of vaccine, put it in the Gaza Strip, uh, we might release a few of the prisoners. So Netanyahu, uh, always a man for um, an opportunity, uh, dips into his pocket, $1.2 million, goes to the Russians, buys the vaccine, gives it to the folks in the Gaza Strip. Prisoners are free. It's just what we wanted to see, didn't it? Isn't it? I feel like this is something that would happen on an episode of Homeland or Blacklist. <laughs> I don't know what's going on anymore. I don't know why I said any more. Let's be honest, I've never really known what's going on. I should pay more attention and then then maybe I would. Like, um, you know, EVs, they're going to save the world. Although I saw a chart yesterday and they're only responsible car emissions, vehicle emissions. And, you know, when I say vehicle emissions, a lot of that's probably trucks, isn't it? So, but anyway, vehicle emissions, it's only about 16, 17% of emissions mostly things like um, power generation and agriculture and stuff like that that do the emissions. But anyway, uh, we're going to save the world by driving electric cars, right? Have a look at an interview with a bloke called Keith Bradshaw. He's an American car industry commentator. He's on the television last weekend on TV1. It was an interview about electric cars, EVs. It's an excellent insight into the delusion and mindset that has captured so many when it comes to future uptake of a product that under any normal circumstances would be seen as a commercial failure. And if it wasn't so heavily linked to government and climate change obsession, would have been binned by now. The stats are stark. We're a country of cars, right? We love cars. More cars per head of population than just about anywhere outside the States. There are four million cars in this country. Of those four million, just 24,000 are EVs. See, stats don't lie. The uptake's abysmal, has been abysmal, will remain abysmal, and the disciples know it. Unless, and this is where... Mr. Bradshaw comes in. He says, and he's right, the market doesn't lend itself well to EV ownership here. What he means by that is the market hasn't been specifically tilted enough the EV's way for the sales to take off, and by tilt he means tax. We do not have, he says, especially high taxes for which it can then exempt electric cars. Now this, of course, is to be celebrated. We don't have especially high taxes on goods and services for trade either. In trade, they're called tariffs. We used to. Almost ruined us. When we took the tariffs off and traded with the world based on merit, we went gangbusters, still do. We are the pioneers of free trade. In a free market where EVs are readily available, we choose not to buy them. The Bradshaws of this world don't like that. So the campaign begins to artificially stack the deck. It's the car version of social engineering. Entice people using somebody else's money, take a failed product and make it so cheap that people go, hmm, why not? The point is, these guys know they've lost their argument. Their original pitch was... It saves the world, they're quiet, they're cool, they're cheaper to run. All good arguments, but the consumer, who is always right, 
didn't take the bait. And so we're left with the default position of bribery via the taxpayer. Now, Scott Morrison rejected it last week as part of his country's emission reductions plans because he says they weren't an effective use of taxpayers' money. He's right, but that didn't stop the EV lobby blowing their stack. Our government aren't as bright, so the branches of this world may get luckier here. If so, every EV you see will in part be yours because even though you're not behind the wheel, you paid for it. Yeah, well, a lot of what Mike said there makes sense, but as I've always said, if somebody wants to give me an EV... Um, on a permanent basis so I can do long-term research into this issue, I'm happy to do it and get back to you on it. Uh, we're going to finish finish up uh, by going back to the movies, or are we? I do have very good news on um, the movies, which has been this ongoing theme we've got on this program as to whether when the movie theatres open up, we're ever going to go back and see the movie. So we need one content until the movie theatres open. They're open here, but the content's not there, and most places overseas is not really open at all. But we have uh, new stats this morning. Half of Americans are prepared to return to the movie theatre. Now, is that a good number or not? I can't work that out. Is half a good number? Young people more comfortable, as you would probably suspect teenagers and young men under 25, most comfortable at 60%. Only 50% of women under the age of 25 are comfortable going back. Women over 25, it's only 40%. Once the vaccines are out and everyone's got a jab, that number then goes to 82. 82 in and of itself is a fascinating number, I think. So what you're saying is you've solved your problem, everyone's got the jab, and only 88 out of 10 people are ever wanting to go back to the movies or feel comfortable going back to the movies. So it'll be interesting to see how it all unfolds. Oh, I've got sort of bad news for the movies. Well, not for the movies, but for movie theatres. Um, because I'm reviewing the latest Oculus VR headset at the moment. And I have been watching movies in it. And you can choose your movie theatre. You can be in a movie theatre. Um, you can be in your own home theatre that you don't own on the rooftop of a luxury apartment out on your deck which also you don't own there's an almost endless number of places you can watch the movies at you can even pick up virtual popcorn you can't eat it but you can spill it Um, why would you risk getting a deadly disease when you can just pop on your headset and be there and watch it that way I'm Glenn ZB from my virtual radio station to yours that was the rewrap we'll do it again tomorrow see you then